Right on, right on, right on. Live right in the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I'm so glad you're here with me. You know, today I want to show you more evidence that we are watching a script being played out. And I'm going to be decoding some of this. There's a real important speech, well, a whole bunch of speeches that were given last weekend at the CPAC conference. And the one I'm going to be showing you today with commentary, because a lot I can't believe people didn't pick up clips from this particular speech. He dropped some bombs, but it means more than what is being said. And of course, I'm talking about the president or El Presidente from El Salvador, Nayib Bukele. And El Salvador, just historically, you're going to hear this, but you know, is one of the most dangerous company countries in the world. And now it's like the safest one in South America. It's Americanized, it's modernized. He's uh, one of these guys who does the double finger salute to the elites. So they say. (laughs) But it's dark to light, folks. I'm just here to tell you that it's dark to light. And you're going to see the evidence. Listen, everything is scripted. This is part of the psychological operation that is being done on the people. And you know what? It is to get the people together. They're trying to direct people into different paths. They're trying to separate people. They're trying to get people riled up because of what they want to bring on next. So there's nothing more important that you should do right now than to go and join the right on community, which we call The Rock. Please join The Rock. How do you do it? Go to www.writeonyou.com. That's R-O-G-R-I-G-H-T-O-N with the letter U, writeonyou.com. And at the top, there will be either be a menu if it's on your portable phone, or you can just hit community. You put in your email. It'll send you an email. You you have to hit that to verify. You go in. It's absolutely free, folks. There's some phenomenal stuff happening in there right now. We really are building a community. We're building up a huge database. You'll get a little printed off. All kinds of things to do for it. It's a good thing. Please go and join The Rock today. 
Uh, without further ado, I want to get him to start his speech. He's received very well. Uh, he's kind of like a Trump figure, but he doesn't have the uh, the Nazi Jewish past like the guy past for like the uh, guy from Argentina. This is crazy, folks. But there's a whole bunch of these populists rising up, and even Trudeau in a speech yesterday was saying, you know, there's a authoritarian populist governments popping up and. It's authoritarian, and they're saying Trump is going to be a dictator. They're saying all of these things for a reason. They're even saying on the MSN, if Trump gets in, he will be the last president. And of course, uh, go to Write On You, and you can download a free copy of The Last President, written about 130 years ago, and just happens to feature an outsider who you know has a property at the where Trump Tower is. It's crazy. Anyways, go there and do that. Uh, Without further ado, let me start off. I'm going to share this screen and I'm going to be breaking in and just saying a couple things and highlighting a couple things as he goes along. Thank you. Thank you for the kind invitation to have me here with a seat back. It is truly an honor to be here just a few days after our presidential and legislative election, which, by the way, they pulverize the opposition. They say, they say globalism comes to tie a seat back. I'm here to tell you that in the Salvador, it's already dead. But if you want globalism to die here too, you must be willing to unapologetically fight against everything and everyone that stands for it. Fight for your freedoms. Fight for your rights. The next president of the United States must not only win an election, he must have the vision, the will, and the courage to do whatever it takes. And above all, he must be able to identify the underlying forces that will conspire him, that will conspire against him. These dark forces are already taking over your country. You may not see it yet, but it's already happening. You don't see it as clearly because people are designed to see linear changes, not exponential ones. We don't always recognize how fast a problem can multiply and spiral out of control. The problem is much like the metaphor of the boiling frog. Once the water boils, it's already too late. People fail to see these things. It's our nature. Just like the frog, people become complacent and they don't realize how bad things are getting until it's too late. Really important point. And people don't realize how bad it is getting until it is too late. Now, I don't think it's too late for things to change because I think it's actually the script for things to change. And he's going to give a lot of clues in this speech. 
So he did say already there's dark forces working against you. You don't see them, but let's just continue on. He drops a bomb at the end of this, by the way, like bombs. So buckle up. This is good. Well, I, well, I know, of course, El Salvador is a lot smaller country. Setting aside the differences, there's a similarity with what is happening here in the United States. We also have many apparently isolated problems in the 60s and the 70s. And we failed to realize as a country the severity of them until it became a civil war. By the time we reacted, it was already too late. We were already boiled like the frog. And it took us 50 years, two wars, 250,000 lives, and a third of our population displaced, and a near miracle to gain our country back. And if you didn't catch, he just won in a landslide. I think he's still going to give out some numbers, but like it's a massive landslide, much like what is expected to happen, expected to happen in 2024 in the United States. As your friend, I want to issue this warning so you don't make the same, the same mistakes we did in the 60s and the 70s. It is not easy to pull yourself back once you're in boiling water. In fact, in fact, all the experts said it was impossible. And besides, you don't want to wait 50 years and maybe hope for a miracle to get out of hell. You can still jump before the water boils. Some might say I'm exaggerating, but we can clearly see the signs of a declining society because our own hit rock bottom decades ago. It's like when we see someone getting sick. First, it's maybe just stomachache or a headache, or a small fever. But if you don't deal with the disease, it will only get worse. And then it will may, it may be, be too late. Even after our first war in El Salvador, we failed again to look into the signs of the second civil war that was coming, the gang war. After a million people fled the first war, a lot of them came to live in ghettos here in the United States, where the gangs were formed. When former President Clinton deported a lot of those gang members without telling us they were gang members, they were criminals. They roamed free and recruited young people, thousands of young Salvadorans to join the gangs. At first, they seemed like petty criminals, but they began to change and transform until they became the unscrupulous terrorists that we know today. Most Did you hear that? They seemed like kind of petty criminals. But then they transformed. Might be reading in too much right there, but I'd happen to notice these words. They transformed into terrorists. And I just think back to the uh, the program I just did. <laughs> the sixth seal in the Bible is terror. Some of them even perform satanic rituals. And this is Did you hear that? And they perform satanic rituals. Let me just back that up just a hair. Listen to his words here again. He's talking about they transformed into terrorists. Listen closely. Criminals. But they began to change and transform until they became the unscrupulous terrorists that we know today. Most of them even perform satanic rituals. And this has been well documented. Most of them even perform satanic rituals. It has been well documented. The government back then didn't deal with the disease. 
nor did the next administration, nor did the ones after that. The disease that had begun with mild symptoms got worse and worse. It became a cancer that seemed incurable. We are already seeing these symptoms in the United States. Big cities in decline, like Baltimore, Portland, New York, just to name a few. Places where crime and drugs have become, have become the daily norm and even accepted and promoted by the government. Is the government promoting crime? Let me see. They're not arresting criminals. And if they do arrest them, they let them out within hours, even if it's brutal, even if they beat up cops. They're legalizing drugs everywhere. Are they promoting this stuff? Are they, they're bringing all these people across the border because they want order out of chaos. Continuing. How many young people have you lost to the streets of Philadelphia or San Francisco to fentanyl? Did we see this apocalyptic sites 15, 10, five years ago? Apocalyptic sites. It's true. Because you see the drug addicts in these downtown centers right now gyrating. They're like zombies. It's a zombie fest. It's an apocalyptic scene. And he's pull, pointing out, especially like, you know, American cities. He's pointing it out. He's telling you this is a warning. Can you imagine how it will be in the next 5, 10, or 15 years? The same thing was happening in El Salvador in the span of less than a decade. Gangs took control of the country and our society. They evolved into a parallel government, controlling elections and even political parties. They controlled elections, a parallel government. The difference is it's not street gangs, El Chapo type of cartels. It's called the deep state, the bureaucracy, the CIA, and all the three-letter agencies. Those are the ones doing it in the United States. Much bigger apparatus for a much bigger country. Every aspect of the daily life of most people was controlled by the gangs. Murder capital of the world is a tragic title to hold. Getting rid of what of that was the bare minimum we had to achieve in order to even start thinking about rebuilding our country. So what you're going to find is a pattern as he goes through here, and they're setting the pattern, as I've been saying for months now, if not over a year, for two years, I've lost track. This is all about dark to light. This is about bringing down the existing system. And he says, at a bare minimum, you have to bring down the existing system. But jumping out of the water when it's already boiling is an almost impossible feat. You are not there yet. And believe me, you don't want to be. With the unthinkable, to cleanse our society. We arrested the terrorists, we, but we have to remove corrupt judges and corrupt attorneys and prosecutors. So they arrested these people. They got rid of all the attorneys, the judges, the prosecutors. I'm telling you, the whole system has to come down, dark to light. Keep listening. This is They've been through it. He's telling you what America needs to do. This corrupt judges, this corrupt judges and prosecutors were setting the gangs, the gang members free. And it wasn't just the gangs. The corrupt system worked in tandem with the so-called international community, the NGOs, and of course the fake news. Just like it happens here in the United States. 
all, all elected bureaucrats are trying to instate public policy. Who elected them? They don't have a democratic mandate. If they want a seat in the table, they should run for office. Let the people know. It will not be a criticized for them if the elections are free and fair. I mean, who elected Soros to dictate public policy and laws? Calls out Soros. Who elected Soros? But yet he's influencing the American politics. He's influencing around the world. He's bought all these district attorneys. He's bought the judges. He's bought the political favor. He's bought the politicians. And by the way, he's just a front man. You wouldn't know his name unless there was someone hidden behind him. Well, why does he feel entitled to impress his agenda? Let me tell you something. Soros and his cronies hit a brick wall in El Salvador. Then what? Thank God, another glory to him. Salvadorans are now immune to his influence. No. I just want to do point out, he pointed up and he said, thank God to him. Uh, he gave God the credit that Soros has no more influence in that country. No one believes his lies anymore over there. We just had, we just had free and fair elections. And we won in the last lie. With more than 84% of the vote. Let that sink in. More than 84% of the people voted to continue our policies. Our victory is unprecedented in the history and modern democracies in the world. They also gave us a supermajority in Congress. More than that, 54 seats out of 60. 57 if we count our allies. And this happened because they had free and fair elections. But do you see... Even if you look in the United States or, you know, well, Canada in a parliamentary system, same with the UK and and even Australia, parliamentary system it really should just be illegal. It's just a front. But the American system is a good system by design, but it never included powerful bureaucrats. That's one of the places where America lost its way. But he got over 84%. Impressive. That's that's ninety five percent of Congress. Let that also sink in. Ninety five of El Salvador haven't given up. Ninety five percent of Congress. Whoa! And so can you. The normal elites, they hate our success, and they fear yours. The people's free will to choose their leaders is something they despise because they cannot control that. You have experienced this firsthand here in the United States. The global elites control the mainstream media. They finance campaigns. District attorneys, to mention a few. They abuse their powers. They persecute political opponents. You know, Salvador, we don't weaponize our judicial system to persecute our political opponents. And by the way, it's being done to make it so obvious for and and not you guys, I'm not saying it. You guys are the informed, but it's the sheeple out there who have no idea what's going on, but ooh, Fanny Willis lied. Fanny Willis lied. He was having an affair. You know, the guy in New York, the, Trump gets a $350 million fine 
for giving a hundred million dollars to the bank and making them rich and then they didn't commit a crime. Folks, they're making it so obvious to you. They're doing it to infuriate you. They're doing it to mock you and they're doing it to say you don't have a chance. With that way, when the American people just see their one chance, they're going to take it. And how that plays out, I don't know. A practice that may sound familiar to you, but we don't do that there. And who's the dictator? The global elites, the global elites in the media, they work in conjunction. They run some stories and publish them, same pictures to reinforce their agendas. You're no strangers to that here in the United States. We deal with that in El Salvador too. That is the free press that they talk about. Wait. I always criticize the defenders of institutionalism, not because I don't think strong institutions are paramount and necessary for a democracy, but because I find them very hypocritical. They will seem to have the same standards for themselves as they are trying to impose on others. But there's yet another component that is more dangerous than a simple double standard. Institutions were created to serve the people and not the other way around. Somewhere, somewhere along the way, those people forgot their fundamental purpose, which is more important than the institution itself. When the judicial system was created, it was created out of the necessity to bring justice. But now it seems like survival and control of the judges, of the AGs, among others, are paramount. And the need to bring justice is merely a little more than an afterthought. Another example. The police was created to bring law and order. Let them seek law and order then. But now some of them are even afraid to do their job because they fear the consequences for doing it. You see, he's pointing out every single thing. Defund the police. We don't need police. Police can't do their jobs. If police do their jobs, they get arrested. They get harassed. You see, they're making it obvious to you. And now we have a foreign leader here who's been through it, apparently. Sitting here telling you, folks, this is part of the programming. So you accept what is going to come. They should be encouraged to fulfill their foundational roles without fear of repercussions that distract them, that distract them from their mission. And, and by the way, I'm just going to say I'm agreeing with everything that he says. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm in full agreement with what he's saying. And he's telling you what Trump is going to do. Keep that in mind. If the police was created to bring law and order, let them bring law and order. If the judicial system was created to bring justice, let them bring justice. Yet, protect their purpose at all costs. Same goes with the press. Let them be free. A democracy needs a free press. But to enjoy that membership, you must adhere to their duty as a reporter. Report the facts. Don't be a puppet of those who finance you. Or finance the resources. Don't you The plan won't work unless the media goes down, folks. Just putting that in there. Your freedom of speech, your freedom of speech will always be protected. We believe in free speech. All everyone here believes in free speech. Your free speech will always be protected. But don't call yourself a journalist if you're just an activist. Don't 
don't always self independent if you depend in open society. Those, those sacred institutions have marked away from the reason they were created. We should not defend those institutions for the sake of being institutions. Instead, we should defend the principles that created those institutions in the first place. It's troubling to see that this is happening everywhere. Not only in El Salvador and the United States, it's happening everywhere. It, but even here, in the United States, in the most powerful country in the world, even here, it's happening. America should listen to these words, not because the El Salvador model should be replicated here, but because these specific examples apply to any nation that has lost or is losing its way. Ask yourself why this is happening. Who is supporting it? And whether it's by ignorance or by choice. And fight it. Fight it with all your heart and soul. And be the beacon of hope. And be the beacon of hope that your founding fathers with all their faults like every human being has dreamt for your country. Fight for your freedoms, for your rights. Fight for the original purpose of these institutions and not their mere existence. It's still not too late. It can be done. It is time to erase this new paradigm that had been imposed in the recent years that make no sense. If you just free your minds from those invisible chains, you could do it. This shift is an extremely dangerous trend that undermines this institution. Effectiveness and the credibility is at stake, both home and abroad. This is a warning from a friend. You should adhere to, the, to their foundational principles and purposes and denounce this new institutionalism. Now, you would think that's it, as it wasn't enough, right? But unfortunately, there's more. This is where... He drops some bombs, folks, and we've talked about this before, but he puts it in a very simple explanation, and you need to hear this. There are other symptoms that are even more difficult to diagnose. For instance, the financial situation of the United States. When I talk to my conservative friends right here, they always tell me that the problem is high taxes. But they're wrong. Of course, high taxes. High taxes? How could that be wrong? That's a that's a problem. <laughs> hey, uh, can I just do this real quick? Folks, empshield.com. You use coupon code ROR. That's not R0R, ROR to save 50 bucks. And also get the mushrooms. They're working for many people. They're for people and for pets. They're really affordable. People are overcoming major challenges in their lives in just a couple bottles. So go to ror.petclub247.com and back to his speech. So taxes are not the big problem is where he just left off. Taxes are extremely high here in the United States. I, I give you that. You're right in that. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is not the high taxes themselves, but the fact that they are not even really funding the government. Did you hear that? Your taxes are not 
funding the government. Huh? Listen on. But even those high taxes, higher than a lot of places in the world, but even those taxes are really funding the government. So who's financing the government? Government is financed by treasury bonds, paper. And who buys the treasury bonds? Mostly the Fed. And how does the Fed buy them? By printing money. But what backing does the Fed have for that money being printed? The treasury bonds themselves. So basically, you finance the government by printing money out of thin air. Someone could ask, someone could ask, well, so if the government can print the limited amounts of money out of thin air, why do they collect taxes? That's a, that's a zinger. If they could just print money out of th- thin air, why do they charge taxes? Hmm. I mean, in theory, it would make sense, right? If they can print unlimited amounts of money, why would they need taxes? The answer is simple, but it's very shocking. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. It's something that is true. You're paying high taxes to fund the illusion that you are paying for your government, and you're not. So when you're wondering why the government never does anything that serves its people, like they're working on transgender legislation while inflation is out of control and while crime is out of control. Why? Because they don't work for you. The government is funded by money printing, paper backed with paper, a bubble that will inevitably inevitably burst. The situation is even worse than it seems. Because if most Americans and the rest of the world were to become aware of this farce, confidence in your currency would be lost. The dollar would fall and the Western civilization with it. Sounds like it's going to happen, folks. There's already a loss of confidence and many of the, the United States is no longer the default currency is being propped up by an illusion right now. If the next president of the United States doesn't make the necessary policies and the structural change. Sooner or later, that bubble will burst. There's still time. You don't have to make the same mistakes we did in the 60s and the 70s. You can still jump before the water boils. Winning the election isn't enough to solve these problems. They will not simply go away as a consequence of an electoral result. It would take a total reengineering of the government top to bottom. Winning the election won't work on its own. It will take a total re-engineering of the government top to bottom. Folks, I think this is, uh, we're going to know which way this goes by the end of this year, is my opinion. It will entail making difficult decisions, like the ones we made in El Salvador since 2019, and they're already paying off. It will be hard. The system will push back. But you have the right to determine your own fate. 
the way you really determine your own fate is to decide to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. By the way, that's really the only way to determine your fate. But he's just got a minute left. I'll let him finish, and then we'll wrap up. San Padrona said the same. The decision for the direction of our nation was ours, and it continues to be ours. We didn't tolerate being told what to do. In doing so, we did the unthinkable against all adversity. We transformed El Salvador from the most dangerous country in the world to the safest in the Western Hemisphere. So that's pretty much a wrap there. Most dangerous country to the safest in the Western Hemisphere. Quite a bit, quite an amazing story, actually. And he's a young, charismatic leader. He says the right things. As they say, he... He's been calling out the globalists. He started the populist revolution like Trump has done. He's gone to, so they use the dollar, whatever their dollar is there. I've done some looking into El Salvador, but he's also embraced Bitcoin as a currency to bypass the Federal Reserve guys and stuff like that. They put the spin on it like that, right? So still a digital currency. And it's going to be interesting with what Trump is going to do. And, you know, the the Trump thing really hits worldwide in many ways. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how these things play out. I suggest it's going to be a bumpy road for the year of 2024. Uh, By the end of this year, we'll probably know which way things are going to shake out and we won't know when it'll all shake out of course but i think we're gonna have a much better idea hey in the meantime i got an announcement i should have said this at the front end of the show there will be no shows next week no shows i am going to be cut off from society completely. I'm not going to have my phone. I'm not going to have internet. There's going to be no shows. And I pray just to to relax my mind, but I also pray that, you know, I I make some more room in there for, uh, to hear the word of God, but pray for me. I think there's a, a new direction coming up for right on radio. I've been feeling it for a little while. I've been in this habit of doing all these shows, you know, right on time. I always show up for work, but things might change a little bit. So please lift me up in prayer. I'd appreciate it. And I'll pray for you as well. God bless each and every one of you. Remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community.